Ready on the roar. Moonga. Out in front for Papa Lee. Slipper checks him. Diving is Moonga. And now Jordan steps into the play. Jordan! He cuts them open and makes it an eight-point lead. And that was how the rot started at Eden Park in Auckland this evening. Brett McKay with you for the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate. And I'm joined by raw rugby expert Jim Tucker and my regular raw rugby podcast co-host Harry Jones for the instant reaction to New Zealand's resounding 40 points to 14 win over the Wallabies tonight. Oh, guys, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to enjoy this chat tonight. <laughs> It's well, like, you said it, like, we're look, you, we're you literally dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the the awkward pause there says it all. Um, it was, it was just everything that. In fact, it wasn't even really a case of everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the Wallabies because they kicked off and they were just behind, and that's how the game went. Pretty much, that's how you have to sum it up pretty well tonight so um let's get into it it's the tried and true instant reaction format uh we'll kick off with a headline jim take us away well i'll, I'll just throw up um our jordan's better than your jordan which is uh, an all-blacks <laughs> perspective because uh yeah like Will jordan is just a class act uh, a really superb player and just he only got a glimpse of that hole with that out the back pass, but he just put on the skates and straight through. Um, went around Jordan Patea like like that. That's nothing on Patea really. It's just that uh, once you give that uh, super acceleration of um, Will Jordan any sort of room, he's, he's just going to take it. And I, I guess later in the game, Patea just dropped one cold horribly. Yeah. He'll he'll just look at that, and you can see Rennie going, "Oh, jeez." I I used um, I used that moment in my uh, ABC Sport report tonight for TV and I, and I just said you know it, it, indicative of the Wallabies night and that was it you know it was there was no pressure on him dropped it cold what was it a minute and a half later the what the All Blacks scored their fifth try it was yeah one of those ones Harry what's um what are you, what are you thinking where do you where's your what's your headline tonight and how grim is it uh, let's go with. Um, romping, rampantly, routing, rooting, Rennie, record, wrecked, rudely. <laughs> or the shorter version, weak, weak, wallabies, whacked. Because I think yeah. in the end, it was a strong team playing a weak team. And I, I meant that, meant that uh, mentally as well. Yeah. I think there were actually, I mean, at uh, 20 minutes in, it was uh, nil all. Uh, yeah. You would actually say that was actually a decent start. There yeah. were several passages in which you had Valentini, Wilson, Samu uh, battering yeah. the line. And it, I think maybe you could even say that the loose trio of the All Blacks didn't really outplay them. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at other places and maybe for once you're looking at the back line a little bit and you're looking um, at the extreme difference between Brody Retallick, Sam Whitelock and the Wallaby Locks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that sort of leans me into my headline, which is just uh, quite simply gone in six minutes because that's how long it took yeah. for, the, for the for the Wallabies to go from from nil all as you speak Harry and then Richie Moonga kicked that first penalty in the 21st minute Will Jordan's try Jim came in the 23rd minute and the penalty try was in the 27th minute and at that point it's 17 nil and 
I don't, I don't know about you, blokes, but I couldn't see how the Wallabies were getting back in the game at that point. They just looked like they were gone. They were out in that well, they weren't out on their feet. They were, but they were, they were, they were well behind in the contest. That's for sure. Yeah, I want to say the All Blacks really played one of their best games in a while. Yes, so yes. That, that's, we, we shouldn't look only at Absolutely. these negatives. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. Um, look, I'd, I'd probably say straight up that like it's not a result that surprised me. Like The Wallabies have sent better teams and certainly far more synchronised teams to Eden Park mm. and copped a flogging. Um, this is a team now just pieced together by band-aids in some ways. Like when Fichetti went off, and that was quite early in the piece with an hour to go. Yeah. Like you've got two outside centres on the field trying to shore up the, the midfield. We didn't see anything from Ikatao or Patea. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's just been a step too far. All the little and the big injuries they've copped, like Caden Neville, first game in a long while, and it looked like it. he mm-hmm. just – didn't have that impact that he had his first test against England where he really was energised. Um, yeah, it was just, a, it was an overall disappointing performance, but but one you could see happening because yeah. this is not the best Wallabies team, um, even of this year, really. I mean, you look no. at the personnel changes and it's down a considerable it's, it's, length. Yeah, yeah, it's significant. But that said, what we're talking about is, okay, how do you beat the All Blacks in we're talking about playing in New Zealand. That's where the, the true mark of beating mm. the All Blacks is. And Ireland cranked up the physicality, cranked up everything, and beat them twice on New Zealand soil this year. Mm. Uh, there was nothing in that Wallaby performance for any minute of that game that gave me the confidence that that was possible. Yeah, yeah, and that's a and that's a, a fair a fair assessment. Um, I mean, certainly what you what you don't do if you're trying to beat. Um, beat New Zealand in New Zealand is you don't concede 15 turnovers um, and you you certainly don't miss um, anywhere near as many penalties as uh, many tackles they miss. Well, they missed 29 tackles um, out of, you know, 155 or something like that. So yeah, it didn't, um, it started off, uh, I mean, it started off okay to be fair, but uh, yeah, it quickly went downhill from about that, um, about that 20 minute mark. I might bring in, um, the raw editor Tony Harper, who has sat in on the uh, post-match press conference with um, with Dave Rennie and James Slipper tonight. Tony, what were the main sort of takeaways? How did Dave Rennie try and explain that one tonight? Did he have an explanation? Hey guys, he um, he did try to explain a couple of things. I mean, it's fair to say that he made it quite clear that he felt the All Blacks shaded them in every department. Um, yeah. And he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, you know, stepping aside from that. Um, but, you know, he he kind of reacts to questions. Um, and obviously you touched there, Brett, on the number of mistakes they made and their uh, ill discipline. And this has been something he has been banging on about all season. Um, yeah. Um, about how how they have to get better in in that. Um, well, let's let's touch on that then, Tony, because there was there was two more yellow cards tonight. By my very quick record, I put that to twelve cards of varying descriptions this year so far. In what are we up to eight or nine tests? So, what was what was Rennie's um, reaction to that? Well, I, I asked him a question. Uh, you, you know, is this something you're able to fix, or is this just the case that you're being put under too much pressure by 
better teams and that you're mm. conceding to that. And it's really interesting because you'll, you'll know a lot of people on the Raw are starting to talk about him and his actual coaching aspect of it and the fact yep. that from time to time he will point the finger at the players rather than what's going on in the coaching. And his his answer was selection maybe, hey. If we're giving yeah, we're right. a lot of individuals giving away lots of penalties, maybe it's a selection issue. Yeah, right. And the thing I thought funniest about that is he was sitting right next to James Slipper, as he said it, who, uh, <laughs> at least up till last week, was clearly the most penalised player in the competition and probably added a, a few more on on the stack again. Um, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite sure Slips was about to get a yellow card at one point tonight during yeah, the game, and I think it was a, an All Blacks try that probably saved it, in fact. So, yeah. yeah I think yeah. you're right. He said, yeah. he said the yellow cards tonight sucked a lot of the energy out of yeah. them, and he was particularly, um, you know, disappointed about the uh, Parecki one because it uh, prevented them from being able to play how they wanted to play. Yeah. Um, but he did, he did go into, I mean, there was a very strange aside where he was asked about the comparison between Jed Holloway's yellow card and the incident that happened with Tyrell Lomax uh, in Melbourne. Last week, which is the uh, clean-out tackle on Falau Fangaa from memory. Yeah, correct. And um, he he said uh, he, he didn't go directly into that, but he said, I reckon it's a tough game to referee at the moment. The game takes forever to play because of TMO chipping in as well. It's messy, isn't it? It's not mm. a great product, which seemed really kind of out of um, pace with everything else. But, you, you, you know, Dave kind of very downbeat about mm. what he's seen, I guess, but also pushing it on, I guess, to the... Um, state of the game as well. Um, yeah. He did add to that. You've got to take it on the chin. We weren't good enough tonight and we're not looking to blame the officials. Um, there are a few other questions. Uh, Lalakai Fichetti apparently has done a shoulder injury that looks like it might require surgery. Um, oh, he, uh, Rennie has ruled him out um, initially out of that end of year tour. Right. Um, obviously, injuries has been a massive part of the team this season. Yeah. And I asked yeah. him about the strength and conditioning um situation and whether whether he but because there have been reports going around that you know perhaps it's uh there are issues there with I think yeah. three Achilles injuries. And he said, I think we've got some of the best S and C in the world. Uh he put it down to it being a collision sport. Uh, you know, the three tonight. Um Holloway hurt his hip, Bernard yeah. Coley got knocked out. And yep. then you had the Piketty shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says it's not like they're having a heap of soft tissue injuries, sorry, mm-hmm. um, and mostly they're collisions. So, yeah, right. Ended, I've got total confidence in our SNC and medical staff. And, like, like apart from that, Brett, I uh, was mostly, you know, uh, lamenting the state of uh, yeah. his team and how good the All Blacks were, not much more to. Yeah, and and he, he won't be alone there lamenting. Tony, thanks for that update. There'll be no doubt there'll be more fallout and there'll be plenty of discussion on the Raw uh, yeah, I'm sure the next about, 24 hours. Yeah, I'm sure you've got about two or three hours of stocks falling to get through now. So <laughs> yeah, indeed. We'll do our best. Thanks, um, thanks, Tony. Thanks for that for that update. Um, yeah, we need to try and try and find some some stocks rising and, and stock falling. I suspect stocks rising probably won't take long. Harry, have you have you got anything you can put a bit of silver lining on tonight? Samu. Uh Samu yeah. had a whale of a game. He did. He uh, did. Pete Samu. He he's and he's and he's just got better and better every 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 game, hasn't he? 
it's very difficult to show a good match when your team is crumbling and yeah. uh, getting stuffed. So I think that's an extra point almost. You know, it's interesting. The Wallabies have had trouble on the road. They play the box twice at home. Yeah. Uh, so it covers over the cracks here. But when a team goes to Argentina and just gets pummeled, seven yeah. tries shipped, goes to Eden Park, and it looks a little bit like there's a bit of a give up in the second half. Uh, I think the All Blacks had 62% territory, and there wasn't any clawback potential. Yeah. With, um, you know, I mean, Jordy Barrett, a makeshift 12, has 17 carries, seven defenders beaten. You know, there's, there's a, a yeah. bit of a, a worry there. I, I do think Samu shows um, some steel. I think he shows yeah. um, some personal pride that he's not going to get beaten in the contest. He he tends to shrug off a lot of tacklers. I, I just like the guy. He, more and he more beats a lot. He beats a lot of defenders. He, he's yeah. his first meter or so in contact is 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 generally very very good. And what he has done, I think, perhaps as as well as Fraser McWright, perhaps started in those first couple of games he did play. Pete Samu has taken that open side contest to another level now and, and McWright can see in front of him exactly the level he's got to get to and and uh, and I don't know about you Jim but I, I don't know that, that's a, that looks like a massive step up for Fraser McWright now to try and get in front of Pete Samu I, I think so uh, yeah Samu has uh, shown a really versatile ability as well like he competes hard on the ball won a, a good uh, contest tonight but also to set up the try, he, he picked yeah. down the, the left side, which is a specialty in the one-handed pass inside. So he, he's got that nice versatility. Um, I think McGrath's uh, an outstanding player as well, but Samu's taking the uh, yeah. taking the challenge on, and you can't do better than have two whales of games against the All Blacks. So no, certainly uh, not. Big, big uptick for him. Yeah, yeah, to the point that if if Hooper didn't go to Europe at the end of the year, and there's certainly no uh, no suggestion at this stage that he will. I don't know. Samu's doing a pretty bloody good job at the moment, so that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Um, have you? Did you have a stock rising, Jim, or did you just put that one in the too hard basket? Uh, well, we've had fluctuations of uh, performance off the bench. I, I thought I'd group just uh, Flowfanger and Nick Frost. Uh, it's not the mm -hmm. first time Frost has deflected a kick that's uh, set up yep. a, a try this year, and Flowfanger just flew into everything while he was on the field and. Um, had two nice touches in the try scored. So uh, in, a, in a small way, that's exactly what you want to see from the bench, something that yeah. is uh, a bit persuasive for your team on the, on yeah. the field. So yep. um, out of a bad night, that's what I saw. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, here's my uh, obscure stocks rising. It's uh, it's the rugby calendar. Uh, the Wallabies now don't play again until October 30. <laughs> that's 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 about the best I've got. And look, maybe some time off might help, Harry. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think we're going to have a much longer segment on stocks falling if we're <laughs> yeah. reaching for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, we'll keep us keep us going then. What's uh, you okay. try and try and limit yourself to to one or two. I'm going to pull up Dave Rennie short here on what Tony Bowles just told us. Um, and great reportage by Tony, by the way. So <laughs> Dave Rennie's talking about a bad product. I think that was what he said. Uh, the Wallabies are the fewest line breaks in this competition right now before the box and the Pumas play. I mean, we have to look at what that means, right? So why is yeah. there no fluency? If rugby was a language... Um, it looks like to me that New Zealand, tonight at least, was a Nobel Prize winning erudite, uh, cohesive author with muscular verbs and incredibly um, beautiful adverbs. 
the wallabies looked like they were monoglots, like they were saying "ugh." <laughs> uh, it was difficult to watch any cohesion at all until the final yeah. try. I mean, the, the yeah. first time they put together any kind of movement, they scored. Yeah, there was panic. There was no composure. There was little poise. I look at a coach and a captain and a senior group when I see a lack of composure, little poise, bad games on the road. I, I don't. I don't start bashing someone else or some abstract idea or. Uh, the refs, you know, it's your players that are making those mm. mistakes. I also say this, you you picked your captains, you picked this captain, and if they're having a hard time talking to refs and it looks like the Wallabies are getting a little bit of a, um, that the refs are not really loving them that right mm. much, that much right now, then yeah. again, it's a captaincy uh, and a and a skipper and a coach. So I, I think Dave Rennie has to look at that um, terrible line-out percentage, the worst in the comp, and, you know, those are fixable things. Yeah. Um, I think you should stop deflecting and say, I am steering myself into the worst Wallaby record in modern history. Why? And maybe there are some wholesale changes. You know, maybe don't be sarcastic about some things and actually do something. Yeah, that's fair points. Jim, did you want to follow on from that? Okay, stocks falling up. I really had high hopes for Jordi Patea this year. That this would be a breakout season for him. Uh, again, of course, there's... Uh, his injury history, which uh, reared again this year, but I've been disappointed with his whole year, to mm. be honest, in, in terms of test play. He, he's just making too many errors for someone who should have had had that period of time where they're out of his game. Uh, he just makes too many mistakes. Uh, so that's that's a disappointment. And he had a, a full hour tonight to, to really show us something and, and didn't. Um, and didn't in a position that... He himself has expressed an interest in playing. That he's that his national coach has been saying for some time that, you know, we think he can be a very good outside centre. He was given a chance to play thirteen for Queensland and lost that spot to go back to, uh, to, to to the wing and play a little bit of fullback. Uh, yeah, I, I I can't disagree with any of that, Jim. Yeah, so that, that, that's disappointing. And a good point you raised, like outside centre. That's where he first came on the scene for Queensland mm. and, and did some really nice things. Um, <clears throat> Jed Holloway, I've, I've got to see a bit more of Jed Holloway to be convinced uh, whether his work rate yeah, measures up to some of the, the top locks around the place. Um, very much a question mark if it does or not. Um, our scrum's been pretty solid at various times this year, but there, there were real issues tonight. Uh, Bell had uh, a couple where his face was in the turf and got mm -hmm. penalised and yeah, we've got 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 a few issues in in the scrum, so it's messy. I've, I've got higher hopes when we get our full contingent of players back, and, and I really think the Australia A Tour of Japan, Happy Days, which yeah. is really um, two tours. It should be one tour where you, uh, a Wallaby team playing midweek games, but that can't happen these days. Yeah. Apparently, so having an Australia A team basically means you're playing your midweek game separate to the Wallabies. Yeah. I think there'll be a number of players from that tour who are picked up for the uh, European tour. Uh, could be Lenny Gleeson, uh, could be a couple of sharp backs with good performances. So, yeah, And they'll also have the benefit of three games under their belt. So that's a real positive, I think, uh, it, that they'll be yeah. picking some players out of that group. It'll be interesting to see what the timing is of naming the squad for the spring tour because you'd expect that they'd have to be because I think they pretty well go from one into the other. I think the, the last game in Japan is maybe the 14th or the 18th of October, something mm -hmm. like that. The first game, the Scotland test is October 30. So 
Yeah, I mean, don't know. You're right. I think there'll be there'll be a lot of players from that A tour, or uh, well, a number of players from that A tour, probably probably win a spot. My, my my biggest gripe out of the performance tonight is that so many players who have done so many good things over the last twelve or eighteen months have just yet again proved themselves to be rocks or diamonds. And there's any number of players that you want to throw up fall into this, but you know you've you've mentioned you've mentioned Jed Holloway there. Uh, we've certainly got to say you know Rob Valentini, Harry Wilson. Um, you know Bernard Foley was certainly uh, the other extreme after last week, but you know Andrew Kellaway, Tom Wright, they all had moments that they'd just rather take back. And I don't know, it's it's pretty hard to build any kind of momentum when your extremes are so good and you and and your um. Um, and 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 so 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 low at the bottom, Harry, isn't it? You you can't that's build a it. team around that. Yeah, and I wanted to say that that quick tap by Tom Wright. I literally I groaned. Oh <laughs> god! You quick you quick that tap was... and then you kick. I mean, I mean, like it makes zero sense. You certainly don't level. quick t- quick tap and then run into four blokes. That's I mean, that's just... and then and then boot the ball aimlessly down the field. Yeah. And so there, there were moments of composure and poise. That I think. Yeah. On 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 the end of your tour, that you would think this is the big work on. You know. Yeah. And we keep our head in the when when space and time is limited, which it will be in the northern tour. You yeah. Know, can we can we can we be more patient? I mean, why are we? Why are we going for these miracle um, moments? And and also, I would say this: the tackle percentage is just horrible. If you look yeah, at, it, I is. think it's one in one in five tackles was missed. So yeah, and that's nowhere near good enough. Um, so we can pretty well wrap it up. I mean, we can we can try and contemplate what's next, but the really reality is that they'll have a couple of weeks off now, and they'll reconvene with a with a spring tour squad to be named. Um, Australia A head to Japan in a, in a, in a few weeks. But I mean, what's a, a last word to, to try and wrap it up, Jim? Well, I think consistency is the big word. I mean, we're all about this year because of next year. And yeah. uh, if you want to win a quarterfinal, semifinal and a final, uh, you don't do that by going win, loss, mm, win. Lost, <laughs> you lost, you lost, don't get lost, that yeah, chance. No. you got to go win, win, win. And yeah. all this season has proved is that we haven't got something that works that can win three knockout games in a World Cup. And, yeah. and that is a really bracing uh, thought we can shape the World Cup by knocking off any team in the world because we're good enough to get up on one day. But there's no three wins in a row from this team at the moment. So that's why the Spring Tour is so important. They've got uh, a soft match against Italy, who are mm. very ordinary. Uh, so that is a momentum game. So they've got to be able to come up with three wins in a row on this Spring Tour yeah. to really get something Strong into next year. Yeah, they need to, they need to come up with three or four wins on this tour just to save a bit of face. I think this year, Harry. What's your your, your last words to try and wrap things up tonight? I think for the Wallabies uh, who did uh, my box no favors by making us have to score thirty nine point margin against Argentina, mm. <laughs> so I was a little bit cross. I think for the Wallabies, it's um, it's actually about the fact that there's not really a clear 15. I'm, I'm not sure the selection is that clear for the Wallabies. And I think no, that that's a great letdown that. now on the spring yeah. tour. Maybe five or six pick themselves, but in most other teams, it's more like 11 or 12. So that's a big problem for Rennie. And I think the other thing is um, the car, like there is a thing about discipline that you can coach. I don't accept that, you know, you stop, stop asking who did this to us and come in at the right body height, understand the laws around the, lo- the rock, understand yep. a referee's like emotions and sentiment, yep. read the referee well, 
that that's a perfect uh, opportunity on the spring tour. I think. Yeah, I'll just say it again: twelve cards in nine tests is is nowhere near good enough. Um, look, uh, the thing that I'm most annoyed about after this performance is that I I just don't know what the quick fix is. I don't know what the quick win is, and and I was sort of almost taking the piss a little bit early before when I said, you know, they don't have to play for another month or another five weeks, but <laughs> it's actually a good thing that they're not playing next week because I don't know how you would try and turn that team right around now in a week. And that's a a really worrying spot for the Wallabies to be in. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Harry, you mentioned the, um, the, the, the spring box and, and, and lost Pumas. Obviously we need to, see the result of, of that game in Durban uh, later tonight, early tomorrow morning, depending on where you're, where you're listening to this. Uh, it may well be done by the time you're listening to this to, to determine just who does wrap up the uh, the rugby championship, which has been a fantastic tournament this year, but uh, certainly it feels like uh, the All Blacks have got one hand on that trophy behind us. But that is another instant reaction behind us after the All Blacks 40 points to 14 win over the Wallabies to begin the final round of the Rugby Championship in Auckland. Thanks, uh, Jim and Harry, for you both. It's it's not quite been as cathartic as I like. I think this one's going to hurt for a little while yet. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thanks so much to, to to everyone who has been getting around these post-match uh, pods all throughout the year. We realise we're uh, onto a bit of a winner through the England series in July, but it's gone to new levels uh, through the Rugby Championship where we've seemingly hit new marks every week. And that doesn't happen without you guys listening uh, and sharing and commenting online in, in huge numbers like you have. But we will have all the fallout tomorrow uh, and throughout the week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, the home of all your favourite rugby analysis and opinions and conversations conversations thanks so much for your company we think we'll be back in some shape or form through the spring tour with the wallabies first game against scotland at murrayfield on october 30th